What's up? This is the Grown Man Project podcast. This is Coach A coming to you here, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear from a special guest that we have on today. Anthony Farrow is on. This guy is a true, what we call an upland troubadour. This guy spends his time out west. He spends it with different people. He spends it with what some of you call your best friends, dogs, and he is a hunter by trade, and he does all kinds of cool things, and we're going to get into that. But Anthony is on. Welcome, brother. We are excited to get into this conversation, man. Come on now. Anytime we can talk about bird dogs and God in the same conversation, you can always count fetching feathers on that one, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so uh, Anthony actually is a guy that I I met through social media. So um, I started following different hunters out there. I myself have uh, two German shorthair pointers, uh, Remington and Ranger. And um, so I'm into the upland bird hunting scene. And so I came across fetching feathers, which is Anthony's uh, brand. We're going to talk a little bit about that and really his lifestyle, his vocation, as we would like to say in the Grown Man um, Project. So, uh, Anthony, tell us a little bit about this idea of one, a man of substance, because you put that on your your Instagram as part of your thing. And then just fetching feathers. What is it? Um, yeah, just walk us through that, man. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, appreciate you having me on again. I always have to start no out. Doubt. With a, thank you. You know, an opportunity, like I said, to to talk about what what I love most, <clears throat> which is bird dogs and 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 the uplands um, and the places that, that 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 those dogs take us, and then obviously, um, you know, for me and you just kind of touched on it, uh, being a man of substance, man. I, I, there's only one way I know to truly find substance and become substance, and that's to to get lost in the woods over a dog. So, um, yeah, man of substance is you know it's one of the one of the things on the top of my my Instagram, and I always use the hashtag and and almost every one of my posts of of being a man of substance. I feel like uh, I, I didn't grow up to be a man of substance. I wasn't taught taught this idea of substance. Um, it was something that I discovered, um, again, through just following dogs and, and, and contemplating life. And, you know, when I, when I walk in the woods, um, I don't talk a whole lot. And, and I'm always very introspective in those moments. And um, it's hard not to be introspective when you're out in Mother Nature, when you get away from the computers and the podcasts and yeah, the Instagram yep, and the clothings and the, you know, the photographies and all of those things. Uh, my mind just got to wander and long and short, it was just like this, this moment, I would say my mid twenties where I had everything, what you would consider ideal for, for a young man in his twenties in regards to a nice job, you know, uh, a, a nice truck, uh, you know, nice dog, lived in a nice house. I had all these tangible things that society was telling me that I should be achieving and chasing, but I, I still felt empty. I still felt like I was constantly chasing something still, you know, yeah. like I, I didn't know what that was. And um, I identified what I was missing was what I refer to as substance. And I think that God is, is what provides the substance that I'm speaking about. Um, substance to me is, um, kind of kind of who how you, how you define your character how you're created the way you speak to people um the way you treat people those those characteristics are defined by substance and um i find substance in those moments at campfires um you know you meet a couple of guys that maybe you, you have a mutual friend and he brings a couple of friends and you guys don't know each other at all mm -hmm. and after a day or two of hunting and what i refer to as kicking dirt yeah, buddy. Uh, and, <laughs> Kicking dirt. And, and, and drinking beers or, you know, having some bourbon at the campfire. And yeah, before man. you know it, you know, these guys start opening up to each other and you start to understand <clears throat> the intricacies of individuals and maybe why they are the way they are. And 
a gentleman that's a big bearded guy and a bunch of tattoos that I've never met, you know, the next thing I know he's shedding tears at, you know, over mm-hmm. a campfire over something I'm bonding. And those, that's a moment of substance, right? That's when men are allowed to be vulnerable where they feel like they can be vulnerable, where we should be able to do that all the time. Right. I, I'm yes. going to be vulnerable on this podcast. I'm going to say some things that, that are emotionally driven that make me sad. And I'm probably going to get worked up and get fired up too. And, and, and for me, <laughs> God has given me substance, which allows me to be vulnerable. And man, I'm telling you, when you're, when you're vulnerable and you can see, continue to find these moments of substance, you really learn to, to be free, um, to live unapologetic because um, you're no longer seeking the approvals of the Instagrams and um, the right. trolls and those that are listening. You're, you're truly just trying to seek, seek the approval of, of God and what you think that the gospel and the word is trying to teach you, you know? And so, we're cut from the same cloth, brother. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, I can get real deep real quick. Hey, in the first yeah, few minutes, y'all better buckle up. And if you're not ready for this, you better press pause. <laughs> Let's and go, man. Handle because um, I love it. It's going to be an opportunity to really get into it. But um, yeah, you know, for me, I can tell you right now, like a recently a moment that created substance for me um, was going back um, to Idaho, um, where I where I had a, a misfortune that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but. Um, it was what I referred to as the redemption tour. And I lost a few dogs in, uh, in a house fire. And, um, I went back a year later on the anniversary of it and I harvested birds in the field where the house burned down. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and so that was like, again, that's a moment of substance. That's where you go back and face something that, you know, you didn't want to, that was going to hurt, that was going to be painful. And to be able to harvest a couple of birds in a moment like that, yeah. um, that, was oh a, that was a very humbling moment for me. So, what did uh, what did you shoot? What what did you shoot out there? It was a uh, it was a, a pair of Hungarian partridge. I shot two two. Come Hungarian on, you got some huns? You got some huns, yeah. baby? Let's go. Shot me a couple huns, and the crazy thing is, is you know those birds were shot in a field that also had caught fire about six months after my house fire. So okay. Um, I shot these birds in a barren, burnt black field. Um, and it was one of those moments again, that, that's a yeah. moment of substance. Um, I cried, I cussed, I yeah. cried again, I hollered, I screamed. Um, and that was also, by the way, over, um, two dogs that were in their very first hunting season, which are my, yeah. dogs, you know, so, um, those are moments of substance that I speak of, man, getting lost, you know? Absolutely. Anthony, let me ask you a question. So you talked about uh, coming up to that point, not understanding like what being a man of substance was. Um, Do you care to talk a little bit about like to that point? So the process of not knowing that and then to your point of it sounds like a little bit more of an epiphany of like, whoa, hold on. Right. And there's there's so many things I could have just like gone into and unpacked with you there. But I think that's important because a lot of times there's there's these moments of I need change or I need something different because it's not working. So walk me through getting to the man of substance uh, point in your life. Like what was, what was that prior to? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll briefly touch like way, way back. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever you think is necessary. I'll segue into the good stuff, but I'll just set kind of the stage for us a little bit. Um, I grew up in a Sicilian family in Kansas city. So I grew up Catholic and um, I can't, there's no, that's really all I need to say. It, It wasn't, it wasn't the church for me. I didn't feel like being prosecuted every time I went to church on Sunday and the kneeling, the sitting and the standing as a young kid, it just, it wasn't my thing, right? I did communion. I did all of that. Um, had a really, really, really solid upbringing up until about 12 or 13. Uh, my parents had a really, really ugly divorce. Mm. Uh, and, uh, everything really kind of changed and transpired for me as a young man. I went to a very, very dark place, um, depression and those type of things were there. But, you know, as I got through, uh, as I continued to, to high school and through college, I was partying 
just like, oh, it's yep. normal. College kids are supposed to party. Yep. So I was partying, drinking like a bunch. That'll, uh, that dog will hunt. <laughs> boy, that dog hunted hard for <laughs> yeah. 10 years, I'm telling you. So um, I drank a lot. I started to, to, to partake in drugs and experiment through those moments. Um, didn't have my father in my life. I had no guidance. Um, I was, you know, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17 before I graduated, which would have been my mom and my stepdad at the time. So like I was lost in the sauce and I know a lot of people can relate to, to a story like this. Um, graduated from Kansas state, go Wildcats having a heck of a football Oh season. boy. Oh, here we go. Football <laughs> season, uh, oh so God. I graduated from Kansas state and I moved to Austin, Texas. Um, right. Austin, Texas was probably the peak of my partying and my drug use. Uh, I, I was in my, my, my young twenties. I was making six figures as a sales rep early. I did not, I was not responsible enough to have what I had. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the money took over instead of, instead of me handling business, like I should have. Yeah. So leading to all this, you can imagine all the things in between that I skipped. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm in my, my mid twenties living very careless, right? Dating websites, the drinking, the partying, no real responsibility other than going to work and coming home. And I woke up on a boat on Lake Travis um, that wasn't in my boat in the middle of the night one night. And I wasn't sure how I got there. And I said to myself in that moment, Anthony, you are going to die or you are going to change your life. Mm -hmm. um, so two days later that Friday, I quit my job. I packed up my truck and I moved to Colorado. Whoa. I mean, you literally, you went all in. Listen, I'm a, number one, I'm a Gemini. You're getting white or black. Okay. I don't know. Gray. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. So um, I quit two days later. I mean, I knew I was at the peak of this was my it. partying yeah. and at the peak of emptiness. Like I was continuously chasing what I thought was substance, cars, girls, big TVs, nice house, money, drugs, clothes, shoes, glasses. I was chasing what, what mm -hmm. society told me was substance as a successful man. And I, again, that was what we talked about at the beginning. I was right, just no like, what am I missing? Yeah, man. Well, I had a bird dog at the time who I got my fifth year of college. So I've gotten this bird dog named Gnarly, who is, uh, oh, five years old at this point in Austin, Texas, after okay. I was like, okay, we got to go. So Gnarly I wasn't on the boat, was it? Was Gnarly on the boat with you? Okay. Uh, Gnarly was not, <laughs> right. not on the boat. No. Just making sure. Like, Captain Gnar was at the house like he should have been, bro. <laughs> So I've got this bird dog gnarly with me and I'd hunted quail, you know, here and there in Texas, but I was okay. dodging more snakes than I was hunting quail when I was yeah, there. Yeah. So I said, you know what? My family grew up taking trips to Colorado camping. I love it there. Mountains, wild west, hunting, let's go. Packed up my truck that Friday, moved to Colorado that Saturday. Okay. Showed up in Colorado um, and again, um, started to church shop a bit, started to entertain the idea of bringing religion back into my life. Um, I had people around me that, that, that were strong in their walk, yeah. never really pressed it on me hard, but it was God's way of whispering. I'm still here. I'm going to keep interjecting people in your life. I'm still here. And so while at the time I was like, whatever, wish wash, I don't care about God and religion. I was still, every time it happened, I was like, there he is again. Yeah. There he is again. There he is again. Well, then I started to think about things like this. And, and this is kind of really where the moment happened for me is I looked at like the people that athletes or musicians that I looked up to people in the public eye, when they won a, an award, they won a trophy, they won the Super Bowl, they won the game. What's the very first thing that, that, that they say is I want to thank God for this opportunity. And it just was like, hold on a minute. 
everybody from Deion Sanders and Muhammad Ali to Peyton Manning and, and whomever, you know, and Roger like everybody who's in that moment, like that I looked up to always thank God on national TV, you know? And I was like, there's gotta be something said about this, that all these people that are successful and humble and that all these people that, that are continuously praised. And I love being around this person, you know? And I was like, the common denominator is God. Right. And so I started to realize that maybe God was the substance that I was looking for. I came here camping out of control, met a couple guys, started hunting grouse in the mountains, which like, you know, I grew up in Kansas. Bucket list. Dude, I grew up in Kansas. So I'm used to quail and pheasant and cut corn, which is, it's cool, but it's not pretty. Then you come out here and you go at eight, nine, 10,000 feet and you hear elk bugling on a ridge top in the Aspens. Well, you've got blue grouse being pointed that are eating berries and this like beautiful white meat. Oh, that like it was just all these things started to happen for me. Yeah, man, the culmination. And so I started to church shop. And six years ago, um, I came across Flatirons Church and I fell in love with it immediately. I felt at home. I wasn't uncomfortable like I was every time going to church before that with a girlfriend or for Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter like you're supposed right. to in America. Um, I started, I started to realize that I was looking forward to Sundays. I wanted to go to church. It wasn't a holiday. I wanted to go to flat irons and their band is crazy and like rock out and like just nice. get after it. And it was like, it was real. Yeah. And then I met pastor Jim and pastor Jim, I ended up getting baptized about two months after going to flat irons. I got baptized uh, and on a whim, never even planned on it. Really? And, and it, it was just like this moment of like, <sighs> exhale yeah and that while it's corny to the non-believer of oh you got dipped in a pool a kiddie pool on stage at your church (laughs) you wash clean and you have this new vision instead you were drinking and drugging and womanizing like this is fictitious man i I, there it is not and i'm here to tell you that the, the 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 amount of emptiness that i had chasing the things that i was man, my cup was literally full by doing something as simple as letting my pastor dip me in water in a kiddie pool on stage at my church in front of 3000 people. And it was just like, okay, what is next? What am I going to change? And then that's when the substance started to happen. That's when I learned Mm. to say sorry, as much as I learned to say, I love you. That's when I made a list of people that I had wronged, friends, girlfriends, family, that I made those phone calls that I was like, listen, I've been carrying this, this cloud with me. And part of this cloud is you. And, and, and I did this and I was wrong and I'm sorry. And I was human. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking right. I thought on emotion. I didn't have the substance to process my feelings, to be able to communicate that with you. Then I owe you an mm-hmm. apology. It's been five years. It's been 12 yeah, years. That time that I punched you in the mouth in junior high at lunch for taking my girlfriend to prom or whatever, (laughs) like all of the things that I was carrying, I wrote down and I just started to let go. And then that's a release as such a release. So a year, almost a year after my baptism, I shot up in the middle of the night and I yelled out fetching feathers. I had a girlfriend at the time was, you know, sleeping in bed with, and, and I woke up and I screamed fetching feathers. Like, shot up. It wasn't a thought. It wasn't something I thought about. And I'm shaking. And she's like, what is fetching feathers? And I created the LLC the next day. And that's kind of how my business got started. 
Um, and I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. No, no, it's awesome. No, it's great. I, I did, listen, this is why we're on here. We're on here to talk about this very thing. You have, you have, uh, you have a story that is so unique to you, but also there are probably a lot of parallels that a lot of other men have either gone through or going through currently. Um, it's rich. There's, there's a richness to that. And there's also a, a an awakening that you had and, and the release to me, that's that's where that's where the depth of your relationship in in Christ really starts when you are like okay all the things that will normally bog me down all of the things that will keep me away from you Lord like let's rid them like take yeah. them from me let me right those wrongs or at least ask for that forgiveness and then let me push forward what it did is it allowed me to forgive myself um, mm. men are prideful and I think for for most men the hardest thing for a man to say out loud is I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what it is about pride and saying I'm sorry that clash so much, but it is so hard for men to just say I'm sorry, not 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 only to to their their spouse, but to a buddy yeah. or or to anybody. Like it is so hard for us to say I'm sorry. So let me tie we'll we'll just keep rolling with this. We're we're yeah, headed in the right direction. So let's go. So the leading into me having said dream or waking up and having this premonition of fetching feathers. I was a, you have to, like I said, I was a year into righting my wrongs and trying to seek new substance and become a man of Christ and understand what that means or uh, how to even read a Bible. Uh, where do you, you know, I'm listen, guys, I know that people are asking this right now, man, this sounds great. And I'm fired up and this guy's passionate. Uh, how, where do I even start? What am I, what do I do? How, what do you just pick it up and yeah, start yeah. reading? That's what I said. I was like, this is crazy. And then I was like, well, we'll just start from the beginning, like every book, which is, I don't think a good idea to do that in the Bible, because there's a lot of really boring stuff that, at, that you're not going to really, it's not going to help you in your current walk, right? It's not going to be relatable right yet. You'll get back to the beginning and the history once you start understanding and finding some scriptures that relate to you. But this is where I want every man and woman, but more particular, I can speak to men because I am a man, right? So this is what I understand and know more. This is, this is where it all happened, guys. I hated my job. It, I hated my job. I was so good at it. I made so much money. I had a company vehicle and credit card and gas and insurance. I had the security, but I was a miserable person. I was miserable. At, what I found out is that it was affecting every aspect of my life, which, hello, it's what you do more than anything in our life other than sleep is work. You're there all the time. I hated it. I hated the sales meetings. I hated the conference calls. I, I hated, I, I hated, I hated that I had so much inside, so many dreams as a kid, so many aspirations. And I had become a heavy construction sales rep for a living. Like, this is what has become of my life. Like, this is what you had planned for me, God, which again, here's the battle, right? We start asking God, well, why do good things happen to, or bad things happen to good people? And why does this happen to this? And why, 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 why? this is what I've become. Like, this is my purpose. And I just, I woke up every day and I was like dreading having to go to work. And, and to me, that was a problem. That was something that I had to start paying attention to because I was a sales rep, number one. So I was all about numbers, right? I'm a commission sales rep. Mm -hmm. So it was numbers, 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 stress, 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 push, push, push. What have you done for me lately? Which never allowed me to be present. And this is where it all comes together is that if you can learn to be present, to be in the moment, to get your vibes from going like a Richter scale, like a heartbeat up, down, up, down, up, down, and get it to kind of just level out. 
that was what I needed. That's what I needed to seek. That was like, to me, to be present, to be able to exhale is to be in the presence of God. Like that's the only time that I feel like I'm even close to being close to God or Jesus is being present. And that's my friends is why I'm an upland hunter because the only time that I truly still feel present is when I am lost in the middle of nowhere, when I don't have my focus isn't about work or money or bills or my kids or my taxes or my credit score or my vehicle, my brakes are going out, my tires are bald, it's getting ready to be winter and I don't have any money. Plus I got Christmas coming up and it's been COVID and I haven't been making that money. I'm not gonna get my bonus, right? I know there's Americans that are having all these thoughts right now. The bald tires going into winter, coming into Christmas presents is a real person's problem right now. You know, and, and, and so I just was like, how can I take control of my life and not let money and my job and media and trolls and everything dictate who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to live. And poof, guess what I did? I looked at Jesus. I grabbed his hand and I said, cannonball, bro, we're jumping. And I jumped. I took the said leap of leap of faith. I gave back the company truck. Which at which point I had no vehicle. Okay. <laughs> I gave back the company credit card, which probably paid for three or four hundred dollars a month of food because of my expense report for taking clients out. I got rid of health insurance. By the way, still haven't had health insurance since I quit my career. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I live in a travel trailer. I made the sacrifice. My house had that mishap in Idaho. And I said, instead of buying another house, instead of being a suburbanite, instead of having the, the comforts, I'm going to sack up and I'm going to continue to take another leap of faith on top of it. Just keep jumping, keep jumping. So I live in a travel trailer. My pipes freeze all winter you're long. In a camper, shower you're, at the gym. Are you in a camp? You're in your camper right now. I That's all. Camper right now. I live in a camper on on a dirt pad. I don't have a grass front yard. Uh, my pipes freeze every single winter. I have to have two ACs. I had to get another AC installed for the summer because it'll be 90 with just one. This isn't a pity thing. This isn't, oh, Anthony, woe is this. This is this, this is, is my the life. path that I chose. This is what I wanted to yeah. do in order to live my dream, to, to be present, to be a man of substance. And so without having a wife and without having kids, I'm able to do some of these things that, sure. that some folks are listening to that are saying, well, that sounds nice, but I've got a wife and kids and can't live in a trailer. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But you know what you can do is you can go buy a prefab home for $150,000. that has got three bedrooms and two baths in it and cut your living expense in half. So you can have that five acres. So you can see the sunrise over a hill instead of see the sunrise over your neighbor's big obnoxious house. Substance. These are when I started to identify what substance was to me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So what did you, what did you do this morning? What was this morning like for you? Uh, What did you do? uh, Well, I I woke up before the sun, pretty usual, because that is now my internal clock. Um, I'm a steward to animals. Part of what God has tasked me with in the last few years is to be a steward of animals. So I'm a kennel owner. Um, so I still have 16 dogs in my kennel right now. So I got down to the kennel at about six o'clock this morning, which is actually late um, because, you know, it's winter and thing sun's rising a little bit later. But I got down at six this morning um, and I sprayed out 16 runs of dogs, feces and pee. Um, and, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, everything's frozen right now. So I had to thaw out the hose first, which whatever, no big deal. That's my own fault for knowing it was going to freeze last night, not putting a hose in. That's, that's on me. 
so I created a little bit more for myself, but I sprayed out the kennels and then I went through all 16 dogs and I did my ears and eyes and nose and throat check. I dumped all their water dishes, filled all their water dishes back up and I aired out 16 dogs. Um, so all 16 dogs, um, I do what I refer to as a social run. So I put my GPS collars on them and I just let them be dogs in the morning before we do training. Um, so I just let them go play. I sit on 80 acres. So they went and peed and pooped and sniffed and ran Absolutely. and chased. Um, they were raising all kinds of hell, weren't they? Yeah. Right. At which <laughs> yeah. point the sun's rising at that point, you yeah. know, and that's like, that's the best part of the morning is I'm watching the sunrise. Um, and I'm running other people's dogs, you know, that people's family members that are trusting me with. Um, and then I got done with that. And I told you, you know, before we started recording, um, I, I filled out about six, six horse, uh, troughs full of water. Um, and I went ahead and ran all my water heaters because we're going to be cold. We're going to be in the twenties for the rest of the week as a low. So I went ahead and ran all my water heaters in my, my eight paddocks for the horses. I dropped hay for three of the four paddocks. I got one more paddock that I've got to drop yeah. a bale of hay in. Um, and then that was it came in here and, and got on with you. So, so here's my, so here's my question. So this, so you're telling me big truck company card, having fun in Austin, Texas to cleaning kennels, spraying them down, bailing hay. And I, and, and listeners, you can't see this, but Anthony is looking at me and he's nodding his head. Like, yeah, dude, absolutely. Like, absolutely. No hesitation, without yeah. a doubt. I would never go back to working for someone else for more money. The substance you're feeling right now, what is that like? So going through like a day, like what 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 does substance look like in this type of realm? Like you are a kennel owner and a bird dog trainer. Is that am I am I right in saying that? Is that yes, sir? That that's my primary source. That of is what I'm doing. That's my primary source of okay. income. And then I've got the clothing line. Um, and then the I got the brand, the fetching yeah, feathers brand, fetching feathers brand, the clothing line. Um, so I'm always doing. So I, I do all the website stuff. Uh, I do all the inventory, uh, the design. Uh, I'll do all my ordering. I process all the ordering. I do all my shipping and packing. So I, I send a feather from a bird that I've shot in every single order um, as oh, well, funny. which is why I do my own shipping. I've had my, com- my printing company say, hey, we'll just ship them from here. It's a very personal thing for me. Yeah, um, this, is, this is so much bigger than sending out a hat and a t-shirt. Um, you know, so I do all of that. And then I do, um, I started my photography business, um, this year as well. Um, so I do right now probably two shoots a week, which is nothing, a couple hours a week and shoots. And then obviously, you know, probably three to four hours of editing for each shoot as well. But you're a hustler. You're, you are a hustler. I can see why you would have been good in sales too. Although you may not liked it. You, you are a hustler. You see an opportunity and you take it or you feel there's a responsibility and you do it. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing from you. Like that's this, this like undertone of, of consistency here. And what I'm hearing is, okay, so I have my brand. I also have really what I do as an occupation. You know, we talk about, um, in the grown man project occupation versus vocation occupation is what you do, not necessarily what your, or your substance is in all the time. Right. But it's like, what is my purpose? What am I called to do? And it's like, you have this culmination of things that you're doing that have allowed for you really this flexibility of being your own man. I heard you say that. And I, I love that. You know, that is, that is something that I think a lot of guys talk about, but maybe you don't know how to navigate too. And like, I'm hearing you say what you've done. Where, so where's this going, man? Where's this going for you? Do you have any kind of vision next three to five years? What does yeah. this look like? Where are you going? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What is it? Tell so, me, I want to know. Um, 
the clothing right now is screen printing. That's the broke man's approach of getting into the clothing brand, right? right? I mean, I was a startup business four years ago, stamp some, some, some screen print on a shirt and do some embroidery on some hats and throw some stickers out there. Yeah. Um, I think that within the next three to five years, uh, fetching feathers will have actual hunting apparel button ups. Um, I'm working right now on a signature fetching feathers plaid. Uh, my own, my Dude, own plaid, let's do it. Yes. My own plaid, my own, okay. my own signature plaid shirt. Um, I really, for me, like I want to be able to wear what I wear in the field, what I wear to church or what I wear out to take the lady on the date. That's the way I dress in the field. That's the way that, that, that talk I to me, brother, out, talk right? to me, brother. Let's so go. <laughs> I want some of the elbow patches or yeah. a nice, a nice, uh, shooting shoulder type shirt and things of that nature. Okay. Um, I prefer tight plaid over big blocky, obnoxious city boy plaid. That's mm. not, sorry. I'm not taking shots at city guys that wear plaid, but you know what I'm trying. You to were do. a city slicker for a little bit. My whole life. My <laughs> whole life. I'm that guy. I am that guy. I still am. Like I grew oh, up in. Let's call it. Let's call it. Plaid plaid. <laughs> I'm a Sicilian kid that wears a cowboy and has a mullet. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, I've just been able to blend the way that I was raised with, you know, my passion that was created, but I really want some shooting shirts. Um, I'm working on making right now um, a fetching feathers uh, silver cross cuff that's got fetching feathers on it, you know, because I wear my cross cuff every day. Yeah. Um, I I would love to do um, some fetching feather shooting gloves, things of that nature. I really would like to move past the screen printing and get into some actual, some goods. Um, I'm wearing right now my favorite brand, which is Duck Camp. Uh, Duck Camp Co. out of Texas. Shout out to my boy James. Uh, man, this there. Okay. I think I've seen you post it. some stuff from them. Maybe. I, I it's only I wear Carhartt, Duck Camp, and Fetching Feathers. Okay. That is all my closet. Consists. I gotta check out Duck Camp. I gotta check Dude, them out. The quality of their of their goods is unbelievable. Their shooting right. shirts, their fishing shirts, their bamboo hoodies, um, their their fleece guide hoodies, their vantage pants. Like I I want Duck Camp did what I wanted to do. They just did it way faster and way. Shout better. out Duck Camp. I'm gonna have to give them a. a it, you know what? It'd be cool to run a line with them too. You know, like fetching feathers has a line uh, through uh, Duck Camp. A signature of signature fetching feathers. Yeah, through just Duck a Camp shirt or something. Of no, that's super cool. What well, man? Maybe we should get them on the podcast too. That'd be cool. But I uh, think that they would be some really solid people to reach out to right. and kind of yeah. um, you know see eye to eye into things of that. But from from the clothing standpoint, that's that's where I would like to see those things go. Awesome. Um, what else? What else to, about it? Yeah, I've been able to do a couple films. Um, I did a I did a duck hunting film with Flambo. I did a Project Upland film, um, which was called Revel in the First, which um, you want to talk about substance and uh, okay. hear, you, you want to hear a grown man cry while talking about hunting. I cry a couple of times while narrating that. <laughs> okay. It is, we'll have to get the links to all this stuff. Is this stuff we can access and put out yeah, there? All yeah, on YouTube. Okay, we'll check out that stuff too. And when you say film, is this are these all like short films that are going to film festivals and different things yes. like that or? Just, just far, they've just been YouTube films. Okay. Uh, like Flambeau did one for for some promo for their new uh, decoys that came out last year. Sweet. And then, uh, you know, there's the Project Upland is just crushing the game with independent short films, telling Love people it. stories and all these species. Because of that film and hearing myself speak in that film, which I've never really heard myself talk about what I love right. in such an emotional realm that that's where my heart is, lies and where I want to go. And I have been blessed by the good Lord. Better believe that's who gave it to me. Just in the last month, I had two independent filmmakers reach out to me and both want to do films this winter. Oh so God. I should have two new, two new opportunities 
um, that's going to hit the market. Um, and, and one of them I'm really, really excited for. Um, he's an independent filmmaker. He doesn't represent a brand and is going to allow me to be as raw and as real as I want to get with my narrative and with, mm. with, with what we're going to show in the film. And I'm really going to bear my heart uh, on that one, which I did in the Project Upland film as well. But I got to edit a lot of that stuff out because of, of the demographic. And you got to be a bit right. more PC when you're such a company yeah. with such an outreach like that where <laughs> – I'm okay with being raw and losing friends and followers and business over being myself and who I am, you know, and, and standing true to that. So like ultimate goal, if you were to ask, so like when you ask 12 year old Anthony, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. I wanted to be a football player. Uh, when you ask 35 year old Anthony, what you want to be when you grow up? Um, I, I want, I want to be, I want to be the Donnie Vincent of the Uplands. I want to be the Michael Waddell of the Uplands. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, man, I want to be those guys that are getting, getting to tell their story and their perspective. It's not about being famous, um, but it is about having a stage so large that everybody is being touched on the front cover of Fetching Feathers website. The very first thing I talk about is God on a clothing and kennel website. Mm-hmm. Um I have quickly learned that this is not about Anthony. This is not about fetching feathers or his hats or his clothes. This is not about Anthony's dogs. This is not about killing 10 species over rookie dogs last year in one season. I'm going to drop that one in there. I'm big. <laughs> this is not about any of my accolades, man. This is yeah, man. a stage for him. Uh, I am, I am one of God's warriors and I don't, I don't, I don't say followers. I don't say children. I say warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, because I stand tall and in my word and in my walk. I talk about it in my business. It is all over my Instagram. There is a new troll page on Instagram created making fun of me because of my faith. Um, that is the outreach that I want on a bigger scale. Um, I want to be the, the, the gosh darn Phil Robertson of the Uplands. That guy has made a living out of preaching God's word while hunting ducks. Killing ducks. Make him that make is a dream. Twelve year old Anthony says, "I want to score touchdowns and make millions and have gold chains for a living." Thirty five year old Anthony says, "I want to have a big long beard and be respected <clears throat> by the religious and the faith filled community." That's what I want. I, I don't care if the average person doesn't like me or slanders me or makes fun of me. My priority has changed. My substance is different. I no longer seek the money and and the touchdowns. Um, and the post game interviews and the Super Bowl trophy, I, I seek, I seek the approval of God and, 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 and the walk of Jesus and the ability to shoot birds in their name. Could you imagine like creating oh, this perfect world, the Willy Wonka of <laughs> your life, like the chocolate factory of your life? Like this is the chocolate factory of my life. I want to hunt birds and talk about God. Like that is my perfect blend of whatever I could ever do. Um, and I'm going to chase it until, until I can't, man. Anthony, it's funny you say that. Um, it's funny that you just said being a warrior. So something that I use around here, um, and that we talk about is that daily you have to war up. It's, it's this like uh, verb, this action that you're, you know, not just a warrior, but you have to choose to war up daily because it's coming right. As soon as you wake up, if you don't choose to war up, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be messy. And so, um, we've used that in my inner circle of guys and, and really the people in my corner. And, um, it's, it's definitely added value for sure. So, 
Um, hey, so one, one thing I do want to, I want to jump into a little bit on, um, you've talked a lot about your testimony and your faith journey. And I think that that's awesome. Uh, a lot of guys out there, and I feel like you're a unique situation because you've chosen where you are right now and what you're doing in this way. What's your community like out there? Do you have community? Do you have other guys that you're putting in or, or, or building into or building into? Maybe that's through Flatirons Church or, or whatnot. But, and, I'm, and I have a follow-up question to that, but just this idea of community um, with one another. And if not, like, what are ways that you do that or supplement that uh, in your life and really what you're doing? I think that fetching feathers first and foremost is a community. Okay. Yep. Um, while fetching feathers definitely is me and my brand, uh, and I am my brand, but I couldn't name my clothing brand Anthony Farrow because I'm not Ralph Lauren or Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> right. and ain't nobody might be buy more it. handsome. But uh, hey, no, no, I appreciate that. But ain't nobody <laughs> buying nothing named uh, Anthony Farrow for bird hunters, right? Yeah. Uh, but 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 we are a community, and 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 fetching okay. feathers is is a safe place. Uh, for everybody. Um, and, and, and my community knows that, um, uh, you will not see slander on comments in, on my posts. Uh, I just delete it. I don't even, I don't respond to it. I don't allow my followers to go back and forth with each other on my posts. Uh, fetching feathers is a, a, a safe place okay. for advanced hunters and somebody who doesn't know anything about hunting. And it's also a safe place for people who are anti-hunting. Um, because I understand that most of the time, if it's different, we don't like it. And, and we can see that in the political environment now. If you don't like the same person I do, then I don't like you, which is just crazy thinking to me. You don't like the way I train dogs, so you don't like me as a person. Or you don't like the way I talk, you don't like me as a person, those type of things. Um, so I like everybody in, my, in, in Fetching Feathers because if you can educate an anti-hunter, maybe an anti-hunter is not so much an anti-hunter after a conversation because you educated him. Uh, and, and maybe it's your view, right? Maybe you are the one person, maybe you are the catalyst that could, could maybe resonate with somebody who doesn't understand what it is that we do. Right. That might be uh, a theme too in society right now, just the uh, level of education, and understanding one another that not that you have to agree or disagree, take that aside. Just like, Hey, I just want to become more educated or understanding around it. I'm not, I'm not here to come to a, a solution or a, a, you know, finality around that. I'm just simply saying, help me understand this better. I don't yeah. understand it. Right, right. Uh, in regards to my religion, my 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 faith and my beliefs, and and that community, uh, I would like to think that the troll page that they named Upland Jesus probably says that I've made my point, and that my community is strong, and that people mm -hmm. do know about my walk with my business. Um, but my but but truly my my circle of friends like personal friends that are, are, are men of faith is very, very small. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of men. Uh, I go to church alone. I don't have a buddy that's, that goes with me or friend and his wife. Uh, I would say that my, my, my buddy David and his wife Juanita are by far, you know, my, my strongest allies in Christ and, and that I can lean on and I can have deeper conversations with. Um, but at the same time, again, this is the great thing about life is that like, I don't, I don't, push my faith on my friends that aren't i still mm. talk about it when it's yeah. relevant but yeah. I, I don't steer from the conversation but i also I don't that. push it and i'm also not like oh here's an opportunity that i can interject and and drop the j word and 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 all of that you know because what i learned is that you're going to find jesus on your own time 
Um, and he's got his, he's got, yeah, he's got his plan yeah. of how he's going to yeah, find man. you. And, and finding him in church wasn't the way that I found Jesus. Um, yeah, it was a few instances in the woods that, that I started to feel it. And then right. I started to work my way towards seeking him in church and, 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 in the Bible and things of that nature. But, um, that's funny. You know, I just met my, my pastor yesterday, uh, pastor Jim. Okay. For the first time in person. And, I don't care about doing a deal with with any of my sponsors or any films or anything like that. This is like the biggest fanboy moment for me was last week when Pastor Jim started following me and come to find out he's a bird hunter. <laughs> well, Pastor Jim. Oh, and he's a bird hunter. Nice. All right. Cool. And he he's the one that baptized me six years ago, and we okay. just met like we just met for the first time yesterday in person, face to face, and 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 talked about a half hour before church and um you know, right before he got up on stage, I, I, I told him, I said, this is something that's been bothering me and I don't want to let this moment slip away. I need you to help me do more. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, I just know that going to church and reading the Bible and, and posting stories of scripture is no longer enough and that I am equipped with more tools and I'm not using them. And he wants me to do more. Mm. So I told him, I said, whether that's Bible study or whether that's a, a retreat that my church does, or we have this program called Fathers in the Field um, that you have to go through the strenuous process to get accepted. And you literally are a mentor for a young man who doesn't have a father, oh, whether wow. that was because his dad left him like mine did, or whether that was because his father died in war and it's a single mother. Um, we take these kids to Denver Broncos games and, and Denver's Nuggets games, and we take them camping and fishing and teach them how to tie a, a, a fisherman's knot on a hook yeah, and bait a hook and clean a fish and eat yeah. it and process it. Um, and, and, and that's something, you know, Fathers in the Field, I know it is at a few other churches. So, uh, oh, men, man, you know, that's awesome. This, search Fathers in the Field and see if there's a local chapter. It is, it is by far one of the best programs that I've seen, but We'll, uh, we'll try to find more. notes for that too in the notes. I need, I need more. I need to do more. I know that, that God's asking me to do that. And um, with this stage of, of, of almost 20,000 followers, yes, I get to show my brand. Yes, I get to show my training and my business. Yes, I get to glorify my dogs. But, but man, why not glorify the whole reason that all this is possible yeah. um, with, with 20,000 followers? And I would like to see more businesses and, and leaders do that. And, and, and that's, that's our goal. That's too. my calling. Though. That's, <laughs> my, call. that's yeah. my calling, right? That's, that's, that's what he's asked me to do. And, and, and that's why I don't, I don't, I don't say that with, with anything behind it in that, well, I wish more businesses would do it like me. And, uh, you know, more people should be confident in doing that. I've lost a lot of business because of my faith, not a lot of business. I've lost, I lost sponsorships because of my faith. Okay. I one of the largest electronic companies, the largest electronic comedy it, company in the entire United States said, we need you to stop talking about God and Jesus if we're going to continue to sponsor you and share your pictures. And I respectfully said, that won't happen. You're free to take all of my pictures and quit sponsoring me. And that's what they did. Um, and guess what? I still buy their products. I still use their dog collars. Yeah. Um, so again, that's that's this idea. And I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to not only talk about fetching feathers and God, business and faith, but I'm going to just interject where I can. And this is that opportunity. Just because someone doesn't like you doesn't mean that you have to not like them. Just because someone talks bad about you doesn't mean you have to dislike them and talk bad about them. So somebody doesn't like me as a sponsorship because of my faith doesn't mean, well, I'm not going to buy their products and give them my thousands of dollars anymore and, <laughs> and screw them and don't go buy their products. And I have a huge influence and I'm going to tell everybody to not buy this company stuff. 
That's just not reality. It is okay for someone not to like you for your faith or your looks or your clothing or your gun or your dogs or how you speak or where you're from. It is okay to be you and, 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 and you find the confidence in doing that by seeking the substance that we've been talking about for the last hour. Amen. Amen, man. You're bringing it. I love the energy. I'm feeling it right now. To, you know what? To the listeners too, like the, here's the deal. When you, when, you find that, when you find that clear trajectory of where you know God's taking your life and you're on fire for that, these, this is, this is how it happens. This is the way it goes. There's so things that always mattered. They no longer matter. It's kind of the, you know, biblically where it talks about if salt loses its taste, is it really salt, right? It's this idea of like, if you don't put value into the things that are holding you back and they just literally lose their taste and you move on, you can, you can continue past it. You're not missing it. You, you, uh, you mentioned real quickly here, Anthony, as, as we're wrapping up, I want to make sure that we talk about this because your family out there is a bunch of four legged dogs. Um, and so I noticed, I, I think you got four dogs right now. So names are pretty cool. Will you talk about that? Like, is there something behind that? Like, give me the rundown of, of I, you have four pups, right? Four dogs. Yeah, I've got four, okay. three, three German short hairs, and I just dove into the flushing realm with an English cocker. Oh my gosh. So, uh, we'll start, we'll start <laughs> okay. from the top. Um, we'll start from the top. So um, I am an individual that plays favorites. Uh, you can't tell me that I can't have a favorite dog or a favorite right. kid because I can. Right. Okay, tell Smoke, me. Smoke is my favorite dog. He is my road dog. He is my homeboy. All right. Um, Smoke is an all liver male short hair. He's two years old. And then I bought his litter mate, his true brother, and his name is Fuego. Oh, so um, they're both from the same litter. They Smoke are and Fuego are true brothers. Okay, Smoke and then Fuego, number and two. Fuego for the non-Spanish speakers is Fire. Okay. Um, but Fuego sounds way cooler than Fire because I don't. I don't know. Anyways, what's he like? Is he is he a lot different than Smoke? Oh, Smoke. Smoke is Smoke's nickname is Crash. Okay, Smoke. Crash. Is, okay. Yeah. Smoke is is yoked. Smoke is like that kid. <laughs> Smoke is that kid that had a six pack in fourth grade. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, the kid is yoked. He is yeah. he is he is stacked to the brim. Uh, definition for days. He is just a block, and he is full bore. Run as hard as I can everywhere I go, and crash. He will run you straight over. He will he will go through any brush and briar. The oh kid is he's a madman. Yeah. Um, and then his brother Fuego is like antisocial. Don't pet me. <laughs> don't talk to me. If it ain't about birds, I ain't about it. Really? He is. He doesn't really like to cuddle or get pet even by me. He's just his own. He just. Wow. All the other dogs are playing. You can guarantee Fuego's posted up watching. Okay. It's just. It's just his thing. Um, and then my female. I have one female. So Smoke and Fuego are brothers. They just turned two September first. And then I've got my female named Rain, um, and Rain, Rain is a year and a half old. Okay. The story behind my dog's names, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want to talk about it too much because I don't want it to define me, but it is, it, it is who I am, and it is something that I had to deal with, and it is absolutely why I am the driven, make money, hustle everywhere I can, live in the moment, tomorrow's not promised individual that's been talking to you now. Okay. I lived in Colorado for six years, had my fill had the worst breakup of my entire life, broke my heart like I've never felt it before, was done with that job that I spoke of here, was ready to dive in full time with fetching feathers because I'd been doing it for two years. So then, so I quit my job in Austin, same thing I did here, had enough, goodbye sales, quit my job here. And I moved to Idaho 
because that's where I done my film and the bird hunting and the people and the atmosphere. I was like, unbelievable. Yeah, give Idaho yeah. a run. Yeah. I was in Idaho for six weeks. My house burned down. I lost my bird dogs, all my belongings. And this was a defining moment in my, myself as a human being and myself as uh, a son and a child of God. Okay. As it's burning, I have this moment and this realization of, here you go. Are you going to be the same person you were the last 32 years before this fire? Or are you going to use this as an opportunity to start over, rebuild yourself better, and continue to glorify the name of God or blame him for it? I obviously chose the latter of the two. Right. Um, and in order for me not to melt mentally, emotionally, not to dump into this, this world of anxiety and depression after losing the dogs the way I did, I decided to say, all right, this sounds really familiar, and I call it the book of Job. So I picked up the book of Job. And uh, long and short, for those that aren't too familiar with it, I, I can summarize it real fast for you. But basically, <laughs> God, God and the devil end up having a conversation about Job. And he says, oh, you think Job is, is faithful, do you? You think that he's going to glorify you? And God said, absolutely. Job is a fantastic man. He is one of my one of my disciples. He loves me. He glorifies me all the time. He said, okay, so I'm going to take it all from him. We'll see what happens. So, you know, I mean, not only from his family, did he take and his home and his belongings and everything, his health diminished. He, he, he almost killed Job. His health diminished so terribly. Job never cursed God. He never wavered. He never went anywhere. He kept glorifying him. He kept looking to him. He kept praying to him and saying, making me better instead of why are you making me worse? He kept saying, I don't know what's happening, but I know that you're with me and you're going to get me through this, right? Just like Jesus was on the boat when the boat was about to sink in the middle of the storm and Jesus was taking a nap and everybody wakes Jesus up and says, Hey, we're Dude, dying. We're going to die. Here. We're sinking. And Jesus says, yo, 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 hold on, yo. I'm, I'm JC. I'm Have you not boat. seen what I'm capable of doing? I am JC. I am on the boat with you. Y'all just relax. Set back. We're going to make it, right? Yeah, yeah. It was that same type of situation. So I decided to, to look the worst thing in my entire life in the face every single day by glorifying it. So I named my dog Smoke and Fuego. Um, Gnarly was my all-liver male. He made it out of the house but died of smoke inhalation. So I bought an all-liver male, and I named him Smoke the way that Gnarly died. Mm. Fuego was named after Radar. Radar was in the kennel, never got out, and burned alive. Radar was liver and white. So I bought Fuego, which is liver and white, that looks exactly like Radar, and I named him Fuego. Okay. And then I was gifted Rain from a kennel, who was a fellow brother and, and leader in Christ, and heard about my situation and said, I have a litter on the ground, and I would love to offer you a dog. Oh, man. And I said, man, I've already got two young males that are right. like four or five months old at this yeah. point. I don't need another dog. But I said, send me a picture of all the females. I might be interested. And I saw this little girl and I said, I'll take her. Yeah. her rain. <laughs> yeah. You and got a soft spot in there, buddy. Oh, I, named, awesome. I named her rain because you yeah. can't put smoke and fire out without rain. And I turned the worst tragedy in my entire life into a story of redemption. Wow. And to the story of the phoenix, the, the ashes, the rising, the turning of the tide, and how I talked about earlier when I got baptized and I called a bunch of people and righted my wrongs. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many more mistakes I made from the time I was baptized to the time that that house burned? A bunch. You know why? Oh, because I'm a human being and I'm a Christian. And I'm not a Christian because I'm perfect. I'm a Christian because I need saved. And people often mistake that people who are followers of Christ view themselves as perfect or better than other people. And in fact, it's the opposite. 
Jesus was sent here to save the condemned. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't here to save the people that were already following him, that already had good hearts and that were seeking his name. He sought people like Pontius Pilate. He sought, he sought people that were prostitutes and that were thieves and that were murderers to save them. Well, I'm not a prostitute, a thief, or a murderer, but I'm a sinner, and I'll be the first to tell you that. And that's why I'm a Christian is because I need saving because I am not perfect. So let's not get this mistaken. And that is exactly what I did is I said, I'm going to look you dead in the face and I'm going to glorify the worst thing possible. So every time I say smoke, I think of, of gnarly dying of smoke inhalation. Every time I see fuego, I think a radar burning up in that damn kennel. And every time I see rain, I see her as a savior that put that fire out and let me grow. I'm living the worst thing that ever happened to me every day by looking at my dogs. And it's made me a better man. And the reason is, is it keeps me humble. Yeah. Right. If, if we think about life instances as physical scars on our body. OK, I want you to think about I want you to think about every wrong that you did. If a physical scar showed up on your face. I'd be pretty. Tore Could up. you imagine how you looked and how people would look at you? Wow. Right. Wow. That's a visual. Yeah. Wow. If you could imagine that every time you did something, every every time that you had a serious sin, you had a physical scar and you had to walk around with that. How would you be? I made a lot of mistakes from the time I was baptized to the time that that fire happened because I am human and, and I did. And so guess what I did after that fire? I picked up the phone and I called a bunch of people that I had wronged in the last six years and apologized to it. Substance. Men don't say sorry enough. And that fire humbled me to my knees and taught me how to say sorry as much as I say, I love you. Yeah, man. And if you can say those two things parallel, more in particular, people listening who are married right now. Call your wife right now and say sorry because you know you were a jerk this morning. Don't let it go by. Don't just let it be, oh, whatever. I was grumpy. She'll forgive me. Say I'm sorry as much as I say I love you. See, the way that humans work, not only within marriages and relationships, but with friendships and with, with coworkers, is that we say things like I love you, but where we actually mean I'm sorry. That's how men say I'm sorry is here's some flowers. I love you, but they never said I'm sorry. sorry. Address the issue. Say I'm sorry. And I'm telling you your heart. Yeah, will full. It will allow you to move on. It will allow you to look at yourself easier in the mirror. It will allow you to forgive yourself easier because you're allowing yourself to forgive for other people. You're saying, I'm sorry to someone I'm human. I messed up. Yes. I was, I, it, it happened yesterday. There are, there are people who left church yesterday and had a huge blow up fight with their spouse or their friend or their coworker. It happened yesterday after church. You're allowed to go to church and pursue Christ. And then also in the same day, be a human and make a mistake. <clears throat> what you got to do on Monday is wake up and say, I'm sorry. You know, and, and that's where my motto of my business and the motto of fetching feathers, the slogan is keep kicking dirt. And I think this is probably a good thing that we could segue to, to, to wrap this up and keep kicking dirt means a lot of things to me. Okay. First off, keep kicking dirt. Let's just read it from the face level value. Okay. Keep kicking dirt. Get up, put your boots on, and kick dirt. I had to tell myself that every day after that fire. Put your boots on and kick dirt. If you are a public land hunter, bird hunter like I am, if you kick enough dirt, you will find your birds. So we can look at keep kicking dirt as simple as that. But but what most people don't understand is that this business was was based and founded on, on God. And man was made from dirt, and dirt we shall return. And while I am on this earth, I will kick that dirt. And that's where I came up with that slogan. It is straight from the Bible. I just made it PC. I made it public to where it wasn't a big God and cross that said you were made from dirt. That's what keep kicking dirt is about, man. 
I was made from it. I'm going to kick it while I'm here. And when God calls my name, I'm going to go back in it. And let's not forget that the very last thing that God made out of man who was made from dirt was woman out of the rib of man. And the man was made from dirt. So tell her you're sorry. Full circle, baby. Touching feathers. My man. Come on. My man, I love it. But I wish we were. I wish we were uh, closer in proximity, actual geographic distance, closer. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to need to book a flight out there, and we got to go kick some dirt together. Uh, listeners out there, Grown Man Project, all of you all that have been a part of this community, the same way that Anthony talks about his community and fetching feathers. Thanks for tuning in. My guy here has brought so much, and uh, I just want to thank you for your time, man. And I, I know, I don't, I don't hope. I know that someone out there heard this message and they have something that they're going to take away and that they're going to go try to be men of substance. And I just thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. You are uh, you're a good dude. Hey, no matter what's in store for you, I know that you're going to trust that process and God's going to take you a long way. So thanks for being on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man, brother. Y'all be good. Thanks for listening. All right. This is the Grown Man Project. We're out. Hey. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but I'm on the edge of my chair right now. I wish I was closer to Anthony. I wish I had an opportunity to go kick dirt with him out west to hunt grouse and quail and anything else in that upland bird category and just have moments of substance, moments of just pure enjoyment around God's creation and that that idea of, of having uh, intricate individual connection right it's so intimate uh being out in god's creation anthony brought it and so for you guys out there that heard this message that something tugged on your heart we are glad and that is our prayer is that we continue to bring stories to all of you listeners out there that bring on a sense of inspiration and then equipping you with all the necessary tools the Grown Man Project can bring to your life and then commission you out there to go and make an impact and to add value. So for you all trying to find community, I mean, Anthony said it himself, he's got his own community built through the Fetching Feathers platform, but realistically in a personal present sense, his circle is really small. Maybe, maybe it's not where he wants it to be either. And so for all the guys out there that are experiencing a similar thing, that is okay. But we would love to at least get you connected through the Grown Man Project. So please get online, grownmanproject.com, sign up for our email list, start there. It's simple, it's once a week, you're getting great content and information. You can get to the other podcasts. You can get to the other opportunities and events and the Grown Man 7, which is uh, going on in December. If there are spots still available, you might be too late on that. I don't know. But either way, we're going to continuously try to put things in front of other men that you can take part in. So with that being said, thanks for tuning in again. Man, I had a great time. What an opportunity and blessing to sit down and talk to Anthony. I appreciate you guys being on here and listening. This is the Grown Man Project, and we are out.